We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. And so Lynn's telling me that it's not just a matter of getting your wife to do all the chores around the house, but you actually have to write a, a great work of literature to win the Nobel Prize. Oh, yeah. we forgot about that half of the equation. Yeah, yeah, so I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, excuse me. The show started, oh. man. <laughs> it's not that yeah, this is This is wrestling with the basics. <laughs> we this, were on the air. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> this is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in uh, New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. Uh, and right next to me, I have... Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. Okay, nothing on the streets this week. <laughs> nothing on the streets, but there there was a little disappointment at the oh, Brew no. and the Lou. Oh, no. Um, I, three different people came up to our Ascension booth where we were giving away free pretzels and said, Hey, are you... Young blood? <laughs> I said, I sure am. I'll, I'll admit to it. Don't hold it against me. Uh, so that was really neat. That was that a great is. thing. But yeah. but the, the disappointment came because 1%, is Jolly John going to be here? Oh. And I said, oh, I, no. I don't think so. So I'm sorry. Next yeah, time. Maybe next year we need to buy time Jolly John and Lynn tickets to Brew in the Lou. <laughs> maybe someone will donate them even and we'll <laughs> yeah. get you to the Brew in the Lou. See if you can, you can pull s- some strings. Yeah. And- you can sign autographs over in the KFUO booth. KFUO was there. They had a booth. Is that and right? oh, Mary cool. was there, and I think broadcasting even live from Brew oh, and the Live Lou. from the Brew and the Lou. So what? And KFUO was... Maybe we could do this show. Live. Can we do this from, show live from the Brew and the Lou next That would be pretty good. It's on a Saturday. Just That, that would, would be work. great. Well, talk to, cool. talk to Gary, your buddy, right. Gary Duncan, the the head guy around here, whatever his title right. is, the director. Well, see if we could. That would be fun. I think that would yeah, be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be great. To do that. And then when I retire, I can just be there the whole afternoon. <laughs> I have to come he back just and do, won't do leave. Or... <laughs> That's right. Be there all night the next day. It's over with. No, you can go home. Well, and the KFO booth has the tote bag. The oh, KFO tote bag. So you and start. They were giving those you, away. They're giving away. So you start there first, and then. You have that to carry around your goodies for the rest of the time. Is so, that fill it up a little with hot tip for you next next year at the Brew and the Lou. Start at that thing. Get your so, so thanks to the folks who were kind enough to stop by and say hi, and thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Basics. Ah, cool. Uh, and it's kind of neat that you three people. Actually, uh, we have a, a person that's been coming to our church, and he said he listens to us all the time. Tom, Tom, and he still so, comes to your church. Yeah, he still comes. To- <laughs> That's a good point, Tom. What, what were you thinking? Um, all right, real quick, real quick, because... Uh, 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 okay, yeah, Diana had given this to us. By the way, what's the big event that's coming up this next Tuesday? What's the big event, man? Oh, it's a big one. It's a big one. What is it? it it's, it's taken half a millennia to get here. It's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Oh, 
I thought it was Halloween. Uh, so, well, okay. that too, John. <laughs> All right. Well, that too. Th- these jokes are more appropriate to Halloween oh, than they are okay. to the Reformation. They're not Reformation. No, they're actually spider jokes. She gave us a series <laughs> of spider jokes, and you know, it's, you got spider webs and stuff like that. You see a lot of that. Isn't that funny? All these houses have these spider infestations at Halloween. I know, just around this time of year. I don't know what the, the deal is. So here they are, real quick, Dinah. We we do appreciate them. Uh, what do you what do you call spiders who get married? I don't know. What do you call them? Newlywebs. 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 All right. Well, let's see. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, number seven. Yeah, number seven. Dinah even has a number for us. <laughs> number Thanks, seven. Dinah. Number seven. Why did Mama Spider scold her kids? I don't know why, Matt. They were spending too much time on the web. <laughs> uh, watch out for that screen and time. Internet finally, time. Finally, what do you see when you cross a bunny with a spider? What do you get, rather, when you cross a bunny with a spider? I don't know. What do you get? A uh, hairnet. A <laughs> uh, hairnet. Uh, hair Net. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank Hair. you. Okay. Thank you. So that's for Halloween. Uh, but you're right. This is actually the 500th anniversary of the Reformation this Tuesday as well. Did you know that we were even on NCIS? Do you ever watch NCIS? It, it is remarkable. I, no, I, I don't. I, yeah. You know, but I. It is remarkable how many people have come up to me and said that to me, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Pastor, the Lutherans made it on NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They featured our bumper sticker with 500 years and everything. Is that right? Luther yeah, that's Rose what I hear. Stuff. Yeah, it was cool. That's cool. So what is that Reformation? What do you tell me, Matt, if, if I'm, uh, you know... Uh, we've come out of the closet on this show. Everyone knows we're Lutheran, <laughs> and they bear with us. I'm, I'm so people are so understanding. The word is out, huh? Yeah, but they're so kind. They put up with us. But what does that mean? What we're that gonna mean? party like it's 1517 <laughs> because it was back in 1517 on October the 31st yeah. that Luther nailed his 95 theses, or at least we think he nailed them. Uh, to yeah, the now church. there's some dispute. Now there's that dispute that over that. I'm disappointed about that. Um, the whole yeah. hammer. It was kind yeah. of a neat thing to picture, but. Anyway, uh, to the church stores there in Wittenberg, Germany, and um, it's kind of these items for debate and discussion, yes. uh, many of them pertaining to the sale of indulgences of the time, but in, in many respects, that marks the beginning of the Reformation. And, and of course, it really was a Reformation and that he didn't want to have a revolution. He didn't really want to change the church, wasn't even thinking of having a new church. Uh, but, of course, that's how it ended up, because the existing church would not reform, would not accept these simple teachings. And what Matt and I would like to do for the next few weeks is just kind of cover some of the fundamental changes that came as a result of the Reformation. And they're they're very important, and we praise God and we thank God uh, that these teachings now have become very clear. So what we're going to do with this first session is we're actually going to take a Bible passage, because, of course, that's one of the solas, Right. Scripture alone. Right. So we're going to start with the Scripture, and we're just going to show you where these teachings can flow from the Bible. And then every week for the next few weeks, Matt and I will be giving you some of the basic things that uh, come uh, out of the Reformation in terms of uh, biblical teaching. So, Matt, Sounds would, you, good. would you open your Bible? Do you have a Bible with you? Of course, I because brought we're my Lutherans. Bible. Of course. Uh, Matthew 9. Okay. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. <sighs> it's even the Lutheran Study Bible. <laughs> it's extra Lutheran. <laughs> All right, Matthew chapter 9. Okay, I can't find it. I told you. Oh, I got six. That's the first gospel. That's right. That's that's a nine. There it is. Yeah, right there. Nine, verse 1, if you would, please. All right, here we go. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. 
And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Luther, Luther in his writing, his sermon uh, on this particular text, says this phrase, your sins are forgiven, that's the kingdom of Christ. And that's what the Reformation was all about. Just to get that simple message out, your sins are forgiven. Uh, you maybe remember that great quote from the Catechism. Luther says, forgiveness, life, and salvation, because wherever there's forgiveness... There's, There's always life, life and, salvation. and salvation. So that's why I, I, I chose this text, because I think this text pretty well summarizes what the whole Reformation was all about, that people would understand that their sins were forgiven. Now, you had talked about indulgences. Matt, what, what were some of the problems, though, in, in the days in 1517 that kept people from understanding their sins were forgiven? It seems like such a simple, straightforward teaching, but what, what were the things that were keeping people from knowing that back in those days? Sure. I, that's, that's the thing that Luther really struggled with yeah, and wrestled yeah. with uh, is if we have this— Wrestling uh, no, see, with the that plug there? Yeah. So <laughs> this this righteousness of God, if God yes. is a righteous God, which he is, what about us unrighteous, sinful exactly. people? How is that remedied? And that's something that Luther really struggled with and tormented him because he knew that he wasn't in and of himself righteous. Uh, the church's solution to that at the time, part of that was the sale of indulgences. Yep, yep. And so it was this piece of paper that could be purchased. And with the purchase of that, you could um, you could be forgiven. Or perhaps that forgiveness could be given to someone else who someone perhaps has already died and, and perhaps is in purgatory. So the thought was that the, the saints, uh, those who were Christians, the really good holy people had yeah. some extra holy works, more than what they needed. Uh, to get into heaven. And so there's a storehouse of these extra merits and works that the Pope at the time had control over. And so if you bought this indulgence, the Pope would attribute some of those good works to you or to your relative who had, who had died. And then that way they're out of purgatory quickly or you're forgiven. Um, you know, one of Luther's points in the, you know, as, as he debates this and argues this is, well, if if that's the case, well, why isn't the Pope kind enough and yeah. loving enough to just yeah. give just, it away? Okay, why, right. why, why charge yeah. people something for it? So people would purchase these indulgences and then they would think that they were forgiven. And, and some of them went so far as to say that you're forgiven your past sins, your sins, not even your future sins. And so that's what their confidence was in, was in that indulgence. And, and this is something that I, I just realized within the last year so one of my members pointed out they were plenary indulgences yeah. which is to say yeah you're right everything's taken care of yeah. you're covered past future it's all done which would probably why they sold a lot of indulgences that'd be kind of cool it sounds like a pretty good deal yeah. you can do whatever yeah. you want now but so I mean, and that's the thing you know drunkenness and all these other memorial things well who cares i've, I've i'm yeah. forgiven yeah. but but the other issue too is you also really don't need faith, do you? If well, no, if, no. if you're if everything's taken care of, well, then I don't even need faith, or I, I don't need a, I don't need to hear God's word. Uh, I've got this piece of paper. So really, a misplaced confidence and trust, unfortunately. Uh, but Luther saw that, thankfully, and he he brought to light the gospel itself again. And, and and of course this this uh, this indulgent things is a as an overlay. 
of the really fundamental problem was that somehow works could get you saved. Now, in this particular case, you were buying into the works of other people. But if you didn't do that, of course, it was expected that you would be doing some good works. Uh, and, and by good works, it was usually defined by uh, uh, attending mass, uh, making uh, uh, donations to the to the church, um, saying the Lord's Prayer or the uh, 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 Hail Mary. So many. In other words, they were usually very. Even if they were works about loving the neighbor, that would have been better. But mostly, yeah. these works were about doing certain religious duties. Which, wherefore, if you became a monk or a nun, well, then of course you would have a. Uh, your salvation guaranteed because you were spending your whole life. And, and Matt's actually going to talk about that uh, in a couple of weeks about how Lutheranism changed that. that yes. It was no longer monasticism that was important, but it was actually living your daily yeah. life in love. I think the other um, thing that, that came up was the relics. So oh, you yeah, could the visit these thing. relics that yeah. were apparently connected to the saints or connected to Christ himself in some way, a nail from the cross or a hair of John the Baptist. And there's some pretty crazy ones out there. And if you visit these and if you pray in front of these, well, then, yeah, you're forgiven or so many years are taken off of your time in purgatory. And and you're exactly right, John. It all goes back to the root of our works, whether yep. it's buying the indulgence, yep. visiting the relic, whatever it is. Pilgrimages, making pilgrimages yep. to yep. Rome it's or whatever. something we do. Yeah. Yep to earn that forgiveness. And of course, that's where this simple gospel lesson that we just read you blows that away because Jesus simply says to the man, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and I always was struck by the fact he speaks these words to a man who is a paraplegic, we, we learned from one of the other gospels. And so he literally was incapable of doing any kind of works. But that's the point. Forgiveness is simply uh, the gift of Jesus Christ. So that's one reason why I love about this text, because it's all uh, about forgiveness. Uh, the other thing that I really like about this text that I think is so so Lutheran-y about the text, okay. uh, although maybe it's maybe it would be more accurate to say that the Lutheran is very scripturally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a word, too, scripturally? We'll make it one. We'll, make we'll it coin one. it. Uh, um, because how does this man get the forgiveness? It is simply by the speaking of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus says the word, and and the man is is forgiven. Uh, uh, in fact, apart from Jesus saying these things, how would the man have known uh, that he he was forgiven, that God loved him? He's a paraplegic. He probably thought God hated him. That was the teaching of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you must have sinned, or your parents must have sinned, the disciples say in another instance. Uh, but that's a very, would you not agree, that's a very fundamental Lutheran teaching, too, that it's just, it's the Word. It's all about the Word. Yeah. Would you like to comment on that at all, Matt? Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that he was a paraplegic, I, mean, I think that made this all the more scandalous for him, for Jesus to say, your sins are forgiven. Oh, yeah. Because surely those listening thought that this man must have really sinned to his parents for him to be this, punished. So for Jesus to proclaim that, Matt made it even more audacious, you know, just oh, unbelievable. But the power of the word, the word in forgiving his sins, but also the power of the word in, in giving healing too yeah, yeah that's how jesus heals man is just at that word uh, so again the centrality of the word and, and we think of of course how the word is at work still today not through maybe the the lips of jesus but through his word in the scriptures uh, 
Well, let's pick that up in a second. Not through the lips of Jesus, and yet maybe. Yes, maybe. but not as physical. Yeah, not he obviously yes. isn't here. Uh, but before I get to that, I, I want to take just one more thought about this whole business about the Word. So so in the Reformation, we, we start with Roman Catholicism, which definitely had a focus on it's about what you do, it's about your works, your duties. That's why God loves you. In fact, you almost have to have a proclivity of being nice, and then God will give you grace. Uh, um and, of course, that's blown away with a simple statement, no, you're forgiven by the words of Jesus Christ. Uh, then the Reformed came, and, and we see the Reformed today in, like, the Methodists or the Baptists or United Church of Christ, Presbyterians, lots of other Protestant groups. And they agreed with, with us and that it's not about works. But then so many of them said, but it is about your feelings, that you really have to feel this. Because, uh, of course, that's where the criticism of Catholicism was. It was, again, about all these dead works. You know, you just do these things. You just go to Mass. You, know, you just uh, say the prayer, whether you mean it or not. And so, for them, it had to become a thing of the heart. Uh, and again, part of the Reformation would say, well, no, it's not a thing of the heart either. Well, it is a thing of the heart. We're not denying that. But it's not about how you feel. No, no, it's about, again, what Jesus Christ has spoken. And that's why I love this text, because, again, Jesus says, Son... Uh, uh, take heart. So obviously this man is not filled with with uh, warm feelings about yeah. God or Jesus. <laughs> yeah. This man obviously is struggling with all kinds of doubts. In fact, if you actually play it out through all three Gospels, you know, Jesus, this is Jesus' hometown. He'd been there and he'd healed a whole bunch of people, and yet for some reason he didn't heal this man. And I've often wondered if this man just felt like, oh, he can't heal me, he won't heal me, I, I am too bad, mm -hmm. I am too sinful, until his friends finally said, we're going to take you to Jesus, whether you want to go or not. Well, anyway, uh, but so that's an important thing, too, for us to remember, and it's a great blessing of the Reformation people. It's not about how you feel. Uh, uh, my feelings are all over the place. Uh, we've been having some medical issues. Man, we've had all kinds of really sad things happen in the congregation, and so I get down and depressed, too. But it's not a matter how we feel. It's, again, it's a matter what Jesus says, and Jesus says, Son, take heart. Your, your sins are forgiven. Um, anything you want to add to that, Matt? So, so we've got not works. It's not about our feelings. Uh, it is about what Jesus says. Um, anything? No, I, I think it's I. I, I when you you told me we were doing this because it's a Reformation text. Yeah, I said, well, what are you talking about, John? This isn't Reformation. But no, I think you brought up some great points that this idea of forgiveness and boy, that is central to the Reformation. Your sins are forgiven. Beautiful for that man to hear for us too. And and so you were mentioning before about about the lips of Jesus, yeah. Uh, uh, and what made my ear, ears peer, peek up on the per, perk up, peek up. I don't know whatever your ears do. <laughs> uh, so so I'm thinking, yeah. And yet, what do you say at the beginning of many of your church services, Matt? What do you say at the beginning of many of your church services? Well, the same words of Jesus, right? Yeah. So uh, your sins are forgiven. And you're saying this again, saying, uh, yeah, command, and, yeah, and, yeah. Um, which brings me to the next thing that I wanted to share out of this text about the Reformation. Um, this idea that a man could speak for Jesus, and that it would be just as true as if Jesus himself were standing there speaking it himself, uh, that also is a thing that comes out of the Reformation. Uh, in the days of Luther, a priest could say that. You mm -hmm, could go. Mm -hmm. You could go private confession. Uh, he could give you an absolution, although, of course, he would also give you a long things you needed to do to make up 
as well for your Zoom sins. Zoom works of penance, yeah. Yeah, the penance. And not just, you couldn't just say your sins are forgiven, but you had to do your penance. Um, the, the bishop could do that. If the Pope would do it, that would really be impressive if the Pope would do it. Uh, and, of course, one of the things that came out of the Reformation is the priesthood of all believers, uh, that actually guys like you and me could could say that, and that the people in our congregation, if they're uh, talking to someone who is struggling with doubts and questions, they could say your sins are forgiven. And again, that would literally be true. Um, so I think that's another great comfort that comes out of this text. That this, Because Jesus will say that to the disciples, won't he? He'll say later, whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. Just like I did. Just like I did for that guy. So, so you can do that too. So the priesthood uh, of all believers. Yeah. Um, and you talked about how earlier forgiveness is also linked to life and salvation. Yep, yep, yep. And so I, I like how we sometimes call that the office of the keys. Oh, yes. Because in, in, in the Gospels, Jesus talks about how I'll, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever sins you forgive, they're forgiven yeah. in heaven, right? Yep, and whatever you don't yep, forgive, you're yep. not forgiven. But, but that idea, I think, that forgiveness is linked then to the kingdom of heaven, to salvation, to heaven itself. And, and and that link that you brought out earlier, forgiveness, life, and salvation, all linked together, and how forgiveness really is that key to heaven itself. And you know, pretty incredible that he gives that authority then to to his church, to his people, to folks like you and me and our listeners, even. And and, and I think what's neat, I mean, what you just made me think about that, that the key isn't that we say, well, now we're going to make you better people, or we're mm-hmm. going to give you some that's, guidelines. That's not so the key to heaven. No, no, it's just it's just what Jesus said. You're forgiven. Uh, and so it brings me to the last thing that I saw in this, which, that I thought was really very much an integral part of the Reformation. And it's the one word that we haven't talked about in Jesus' words yet. We talked about taking heart, so it doesn't matter where your feelings are. Certainly forgiveness, that is the key thing. But did you catch that other word? How does he address this paralytic? My son, he calls him. And and, and what was neat, because I checked it out on the Greek, and, and the word there is technon, uh, which is not the usual word for—actually, it's the word for child. For child, yeah. yeah. But it's not the usual word for child. It's not like you go to a school and that school is filled with children. No, that's not the word technon. Uh, the, the sense of the word technon is, is my child. And I thought that was really cool, too. So for you, it would be— uh, uh, who are your kids? Yeah, Noah and Anna. <laughs> yeah, I remember Noah. my children. Yeah, Anna. Sometimes I, I love you, Anna, but you know, Anna wasn't around when you were when was, working in the yeah, church. Yeah. And so I've got uh, <laughs> I've got Naomi and, and I've got John and Josh and I got my grandkids uh, Lauren and Eric and, and uh, uh, <laughs> the other one, <laughs> yeah, John and Aubrey, little John and Aubrey. Uh, um, but see, that's a very Reformation concept too, that it isn't just about Jesus dying for the world, but that Jesus dies. For you, and of course, that's the thing that Luther emphasizes, and the Lord's Supper especially. This is the body given and shed for you. This is the blood shed for you, and so I, I like that there too. Jesus isn't just talking to people in general, but He says, "My child, my child, yeah, yeah, this forgiveness of sins is for you." So anyway, but now Matt, you and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. What What's missing out of this? Because Because it's strange. Because this is the text, by the way. Obviously, I preached on a couple of weeks ago. I think people realize that we recycle a lot of material. This is the text from the one year lectionary. But what What's missing from this text? Well, all the good stuff. No, not the good well, stuff. We just oh, talked yeah. about the good stuff. That's but the, the question. The, the, the chaotic stuff. You yeah. know, the stuff that kind of makes it interesting. The tearing through the roof, and you can almost picture, you know, uh, wood and straw and things flying through the air as this guy's lowered down in front of Jesus. So, yeah, Matthew's gospel keeps it kind of just 
short and sweet and leaves out those details that the other Gospels include. Yeah, I like that the room was so full they couldn't get him in there, yeah, so they had to yeah. make a hole in the roof. Uh, um, and, and the only thing I could figure out, Matt, is the reason why the uh, the old church fathers chose this text rather than Mark and Luke, because they wanted that emphasis again on the words of Jesus. Not that what the friends didn't do wasn't important. Matt was a great thing that they brought their friend to Jesus. Yeah. I pray that everyone out there who has faith, you know somebody, bring them to Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Speak the word of forgiveness to them. That's a great thing and a great thing we can do as people in faith. But ultimately, what's really important is not what we do, but these words that Jesus will speak to them. And again, what wondrous, glorious words. Uh, my child, take heart. Your sins are forgiven. It's a hard thing for us to wrestle with, Matt. Uh, I think it'll take us a whole lifetime to uh, completely grasp that. But it's a wonderful, and it's what the Reformation is all about. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to light again. And, and next week, Matt, we're going to continue on these. What, what do you want to talk about next week in the Reformation? Well, next week we want to talk about something that, that every Lutheran should know, and that's the idea of law and gospel, law and gospel. All right. Come back and join us again at Wrestling with the Basics. <laughs>